Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. I'm Maria Menunos, and you're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz begin. <laughs> hey guys, welcome, welcome. We're so excited that you're here with us. This is Win the Wilderness After Show. I am your host, Kate Montgomery. I have two other hosts in with me today. We're super excited to get into it. We're talking challenges, navigation, shooting, all these people that be going missing and dying in Texas. I mean, in Alaska, it is insane. (laughs) It only gets crazier. I don't know how these people are going to make it out alive. Let me introduce you first to my panel. We got Mike Thielen with us. Okay, we got Texas on your mind, man. We're just talking before, guys, about real estate in these different states and how different (laughs) it is, especially from out here in L.A. And evidently the gun laws, this episode got real political. I had no idea you just can conceal carry in Alaska for fun. Wow. (laughs) Yeah, that, that was a wild one. That was crazy. And also on our panel today, my girl, Ashley. Hey, you guys. What an episode. I agree. We just keep learning more and more about Alaska, right? <laughs> I thought I learned a lot on all the Gold Rush shows. I'm, I feel like I could gold mine right now, no problem. And now I'm learning about, yeah, I know all the trauma and the shaker. I know all that crap. So now I'm just learning how to survive and build cabins and stuff. Well, we all? <laughs> so, so part of part of surviving, we learned this episode. First challenge is navigation. So I thought this, I thought it was a really good idea and interesting that they split everybody up. So we had a group of girls and we had a group of guys. So I thought that was a good twist on everything. Um, I thought really, you're you're passing right up. I I'm not going to let you get away with this. What wife is now embarrassed about having her husband see her naked after a shower? Was that not so strange to everybody? Is it just me? I mean, he made I a get turn around. Because they haven't been doing hygiene. Um, <laughs> hygiene practices have been different. And you have to remember, not all of these people have been married forever. I've been married over a decade. I don't care in what state my husband sees me in. But if yeah. you're like a newlywed, or you've only been together for a year, maybe like that's yeah. the thing. There are not newlyweds. They have been around for a while. That was really, really strange. Sorry. Got a comment. <laughs> um, well, maybe he hasn't seen her in disrepair. I don't know. Yikes. Well, Peter's response was, he's like, well, I'm just trying to keep the magic alive. So whatever that means to that relationship. Interesting. I, mean, yeah, I don't think they're going to survive the a bear alive. attack. They can't survive a bear attack <laughs> if they can't see each other naked and unkempt. Very true. <laughs> Yeah, that's going to be tough if you can't, yeah, well, I mean, I guess the 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 OC Mountain Chalet is really nice, so maybe you can do a, a little bit of upkeep. So our first challenge is navigation. They divide into boys and girls. I think it's really interesting. I just want to say off the top that the women got there 10 minutes faster. Um, I think because they just cooperated better, they talked amongst themselves better. What did you guys think about that 
um, breaking them out from their partners and then separating them by sex. Mike, what were your thoughts? Oh, there's no, there was no surprise to me at all that the women won. The guys can never <laughs> get it together. And all, you know, I feel we're obviously really going to stereotype here, but just like what happened, you got Theo who knows what he's talking about. Surprise, surprise, the social media influencer, right? The person you think might be most removed from this kind of stuff is straight up saying, there's a path right there. Why don't we walk down the path? But no, you got these guys who are a little bit more extroverted. This would probably be me, loudmouth, extroverted, and just like, <laughs> nope, we're going to do this. And you just, you're so strong in your convictions that everybody kind of falls in line. I wasn't surprised at all that the women stood around for a little bit longer. Just like CJ said, they kind of discussed it and then made an obvious right decision. But yeah, I again, this was cool. I know later we get to see shooting. Uh, I'm just calling it right now. I want to <laughs> see... I want to see the food gathering challenge because until you learn how to actually get food, none of this matters anyway. What were your thoughts, Ashman, about the navigation challenge? You know, I think it shows a lot about how men and women work differently. Like, I don't mean to generalize, but in this specific group, we, we really see that action take place. Like the men, they kind of did get their ego involved, right? Like, yeah. It was like, well, let's go this way. Well, this compass says this. And, you know, they actually lost those 10 minutes by having to go back to that first trail that they didn't go on from the beginning. They had too many people trying to lead. And I think that, you know, I, I, I think that's a common situation times with men, right? You have too much ego and you got too many alphas and everyone's trying to lead the way. As yep. a result, in a competition, they ended up losing time over it. Whereas the women they were able to collaborate. Like they had one goal in mind. Everybody kind of listened, they worked together. And I don't know if you guys picked up on like a couple of times when they were on the trail, if they had to make a decision, all the women would kind of raise their hand to be like, oh, I'm in agreement, let's go this way. Yeah. So mm -hmm. I think it was, you know, as a result, that's why the women made it their 10 minutes quicker because they joined together and that was like teamwork. But what I kind of found a little awkward about that part was, you know, this is a competition show. And Mike, you had said this in the last episode, how much of a competition really is this? Like between the couples, like <laughs> I get it. Like they divided the men and the women, but this is like a couple competition shows. So I'm not really seeing too much of the competition per couple right now, which I would like to see. Yeah. I'd also just, you know, we're talking about it, but in reality, I don't think they said how long all together, it took them to get to the little triangle of twigs in the middle of the forest. But I thought it was like an hour and 50. Some, okay, so say two hours. 10 minutes is actually not that big of a deal. That they, they won, but it's actually not that crazy. So um, yeah, I just, I kind of also realized that while I was watching. They beat them by, it's like 10 minutes. Nah, they were kind of pretty evenly matched. I agree, there should be more actual challenges. And maybe it will be once we get down to the final four couples that have an actual shot of winning the wilderness. Yeah, the, <laughs> the <laughs> dynamics were really interesting. I think, Ashman, what you were saying about the ladies, you know, being more cooperative, I feel like walking away from the challenge, there was still like, I think they may maybe have even bonded, bonded more, but I feel mm. like with the guys, you could tell specifically feel 
um, it probably kind of has a little bit of an ax to grind because he was right and they weren't listening <laughs> to him. And so that was frustrating for him. You know, I think that probably will make him a little more competitive. Um, but I thought it was interesting that CJ said um, he wasn't too concerned about technically being proficient. He said technically correct is less important and effective than leadership. I was like, huh? How, not if you're gonna, not if you're looking for a couple to manage this place. It doesn't matter how good of a leader you are, it's just gonna be you and your wife. Technical correctness is gonna matter when it's just you and your wife on your own. I'm like, huh? So I thought that was really weird when CJ said that. I was kind of like, maybe for the competition, but not for the actual getting on OC Mountain. Yeah, that was a weird yeah. statement. I understand what he was saying, though. You could be completely correct, but if nobody is listening to you and they don't do anything you're saying anyway, so what? So there's a little bit of a disconnect between having a group of five or six guys and leadership versus technically correct versus it's just the two of you. If it's just right. the two of you, it's definitely more important to be technically correct because you can come to an agreement much quicker and you know, or at least fail more quickly. In a big right. group, you can be as right as you want. If no one cares, then yeah, it's irrelevant. Right. But the whole point is once you win this, it's just going to be you two. You're not going to be doing anything in a group anymore. Right. You know, you guys are going to be super isolated. So that, that was really strange. So then we move on to the second challenge, which is shooting, which I thought was really interesting. We learned a lot, a lot. We were talking... Um, amongst ourselves just about how interesting it is that this takes place in Alaska and that everybody that that is vying um, for this uh, place, they're all from the UK. Yeah. And so I think here we understand like a little bit of what, what makes that interesting um, because, you know, the UK does not have guns. You know, guns aren't as prevalent there, especially as they are in America and especially like Alaska, you know, they said it has more guns per capita per person. They have really loose gun laws. You have you could conceal carry without a permit, which is <laughs> insane to me. All these different things. So it just seems even more extreme yeah. for our UK contestants. So I thought that was was interesting. What did you guys think about their reactions to, um, you know, pulling up and seeing the the defend America truck talking to the the gun guy? What were you guys thoughts about that? Well, like clearly, you know, it's something that's so uncommon to them. Like guns is represented completely different in the UK as it is versus in the US. So their reaction, you know, was kind of just on their face. You can see that they were uncomfortable. <laughs> they were questioning a lot of things about it. They were like, wait, why do you need yeah. to carry this all the time? What's the purpose of this? Like, so, you know, it was very different for them to understand. And it's really interesting how we do have a cast from the UK in a state of Alaska and facing what those adversities and differences are. So I think it was very new territory for them, but also a big realization. Like if you're gonna live in a place like Alaska, you need to be comfortable with guns because they don't even require permits for their guns, right? That's how common it is. That's their everyday thing. And I just thought it was interesting when that guy made a comment about Fairbanks. He says, he said that an armed society is a polite, polite society. society. I was like, whoa, like Fairbanks is hardcore. 
Like really, that's yeah. what creates a polite society. This isn't crazy. This is probably honestly going to be the most interesting thing of the entire show. Was this <laughs> this little revelation or whatever? Right now, I don't really get political, but this episode is extremely political. You're you're rarely going to ever hear the NRA shouted out so hard and praised so hard, and especially in some kind of broadcast capacity. That's really interesting and different. Um, and, you know, it was enough to kind of see it on the truck. But then when dude came out with the gun he's owned since he was nine or whatever, and then it was like, that's it, NRA. I was like, whoa, this, no, we don't see this on a lot of reality shows. Okay. Uh, and then to hear about some of the, the rules, it is different. Everybody knows that the U.S. is really different when it comes to guns and firearms as the rest of the world. It's built into the Constitution. Uh, blah, 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 X, Y, Z, right? And we know that, that when we travel outside of the world, everybody thinks that Americans all have guns. <laughs> like Europeans <laughs> think we all are just carrying guns all the time. I've never even shot a gun. So uh, interesting, very interesting. And it looked like the children, the Alaskan children could mop the floor with them when it comes to <laughs> practice, right? Yeah, that was so funny. Like I thought, wow, you, you're going to have to be comfortable because they said everybody owns at least one gun. And yep. the, 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 but what I thought was really interesting, you're going to be living in this isolated place. Every time I see the plane take off to take another group, uh, another couple up to OC, I feel guilty, you know? <laughs> like, how much you there? What's this impact on society? I'm like, you know, the globe. But I feel like um, it's just kind of, crazy that you're going to be isolated and people have to drive all this way catch a plane do all this to get to your place but you still feel like you need a gun to protect yourself like i think that's more there is literally no one around I no that's protecting yourself against a bear yeah or an animal. It, it's definitely more animals if you're yeah, if you're so gonna have like bears like, coming I like to up have a gun in my back pocket for protection i was just like okay you live in fairbanks so that's a city but okay i think um well for so, them for them, at least out at this cabin, it is against wilderness because you get an angry moose come through. These, the, the animals that we see on TV and in movies and stuff, they're no joke. A moose will wreck you. A bear will destroy that. It's, but it's you have your little spray. Yeah, you right. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> I think I, I'd be willing to bet that a lot of it is you hear a bear or something like that they're probably doing a shot in the air to try to scare stuff off if it comes mm. too close to the property. Guys, yeah. and just adding to that, it's really interesting. Yeah. I actually took a class in college and it was all about like Native Americans and, mm. you know, uh, and a lot, a huge population is actually still in Alaska. And, you know, a lot of research showed there was a lot of violence up there, a lot of heavy drinking. Like, I think because there's not, I mean, I've never been there, so I don't know, but probably for the fact that there's not that much activity and some uh, laws are looser than other, I think that was a contributing factor of why um, the violence and the crime is so high. So I think that even having guns on people, it's kind of a way to show people to back up because we don't know, like what if these people are drinking all day and you just don't know what state of mind that they're in because they're in like a completely different environment. So I think that's like a contributing factor also with the whole gun use up there yeah no police are coming to help yeah especially where <laughs> they're interesting at. i have so. to yeah super interesting situation so they're shooting um 
and uh, and nothing is it comes Theo from it. that wins. No, it's Chris. Chris wins the shooting. Great. So what? The whole competition. Nothing comes of it. There's no. Nothing comes there's of no it. outcome or benefit to these competitions, and that's what's annoying me about this show. So what? There's no reward. There's no immunity. <laughs> I can and tell I the show like Survivor. him winning didn't factor into anything. I was Nothing. like, are they even they, they, like, are they even going to talk about how well he did in shooting and how that should give him a spot up and how um, the the women who did the navigation did so well and how they should like? I felt like exactly what you're saying, Mike. Is like we're just doing the the comp the competition the challenges just to do them i feel like they already have in their head who they want to come mm. up i feel like Dwayne and rena kind of like already know who they want to come up and they are just putting everybody through just like some activities to keep them busy yeah i it, it's very weird that they send people to Dwayne and then don't participate in challenges so you know why are mark and emily not shooting guns too that kind of stuff doesn't make sense. It seems a little bit unstructured. I feel like Dwayne and Rena's kids are like, yo, mom, dad, you got to get rid of this cabin. Let's do a reality show about it. <laughs> <laughs> and they're kind of like, whatever. Okay, yeah, come on up. We don't care. I don't know. But it, yeah, it seems weird. I would expect a little bit more structure to the show. I, you know what? To be honest, uh, I don't know if you guys have watched a lot of it, but I've watched especially in quarantine and through After Buzz, almost all of the recent Netflix produced reality shows. So The Circle, Love is Blind, Too Hot to Handle Now. This is something that I'm seeing come up over and over again that I'm really hopeful for season two of a lot of these. More rules, more specific uh, uh, structure and competitions and what's going to happen because uh, I don't know, personally, I find that more interesting to watch when I kind of know what the outcome is going to be based on what they have to go through. Especially when we're talking about a reality show, right? Like that's right. the purpose. It's a competition. Yeah. The only competition I really see here is the prize at the end. But where's the actual, you know, competition? Like you said, we're seeing these challenges, but where's the real competitive edge on it? There is no time. There is no rewards. Yeah. There is no elimination. It's just kind of, okay who's capable of what, and now this person's being selected to go up. So I totally, I totally get it. Like, where is the competition? And this is me covering my first reality show, but I've watched enough to know that where, where's the competition in all this? You know what? It feels very British to me. Most of the British competition shows that I watch are baking shows, but they're very similar <laughs> to this in that it's very cooperative. People are super nice to each other. You don't get a lot of individual straight to camera. I can't believe he did such and such. And oh my gosh, I can't believe she said that about my mom. You know, like a, hardly any drama. It feels very British in that way and not very um, monetarily focused or not very prize focused. You know, when we do, when America does a reality show, if it's $100,000, we're going to be saying $100,000 every time we have a challenge if it's this house we're going to be showing you the inside of this house all around this house every five minutes you know we're going to yeah. be talking this place up so i think it might be a difference in just british i don't know but yeah it's interesting to definitely see how it feels kind of unstructured i agree with you guys on that so surprise surprise mark and emily get to go up to oc mountain um, I think we kind of had them, we thought that they would go up first from last time, you know, but whatever. So they're, they're up this time and they're 
I don't know if we will call it even a challenge is to mow the grass. <laughs> yeah, so. Woo, it's that hard Alaskan living of mowing the lawn and then raking grass, really preparing them for the harsh winters ahead. And it is literally like a sit on mower. Like I was like, oh, they're probably gonna get them like an old fashioned, like, you know, like one of those old roller tiller type. Nope, you driving around on them. Yeah. Okay. So, Mike, you thought that was super exciting. Yeah, it's silly. I guess they wanted to observe them working together or whatever. That was the the least interesting part of their visit to me. The most interesting was maybe we're learning about, you know, more about residents of the UK or something. This blinding, ridiculous level of honesty that (laughs) I was like, you guys just cost yourself the competition. These people want somebody to come live out the legacy, build everything. And the two of them are literally saying, well, I really can't afford my medicine here because I have MS. So that would be no good. Yeah. And we have this farm with all these animals and my son's kind of going to run it, but that transitions I'm like, guys, do you want to win this or not? <laughs> you literally just say why you should not do this at all. What were your thoughts with that, Ashman, when they started I to talk know. about why they might not be the best choice? I thought it was a good thing. I actually appreciated their honesty. You know, I mean, we're at the end of the day, we're not talking cash, right? We're talking about somebody's legacy. These people have built, what, three decades of their life there. This man, you know, 1985 began this and built everything. So I feel like these people... who what their names, Mark and Emily, that were chosen to go up, I thought it was important for them to be honest because this is such a big deal and they have other things going on in their life. It did make me question like, well, why did you guys kind of enter this competition you. if you're not Thank capable you. of really owning it, right? Like, Thank you. I mean, I appreciate the honesty, but why did you get this far if you're not going to just take it, right? Like own it to the fullest. So I thought it was good. It was honest. And I thought it was honorable. And I think them being an older couple, they do know what goes into this, right? Like they can look around and be like, this is a lot of work and it's going to take a lot out of us. So I'm glad that they were upfront. But at the same time, I think for anyone, that is a hard commitment to say, I'm going to live here 365 days a year and this is going to become my life. You know what I mean for anyone? Yeah, but anybody who's watched a reality show and a competition show know that that's not how it works. They're, these two are my front runners, right? I think more than anybody, they know what it takes. They've got the work ethic. They have the experience and all that other kind of stuff. It's theirs to lose in my mind. So you don't gain it. If we're trying to win, maybe that's just me and my personality. I want to win. I want them to, <laughs> win, to win, right? If they're going to come on the show and they actually want it, why fight against yourselves? This level of honesty is unnecessary, especially if to you, it's not a deal. Like Emily has MS. That's terrible. She's dealing with it, X, Y, and Z. Well, you know, Dwayne doesn't. <laughs> so if, I'm just going to keep going. If, if you in your mind know you can do this on the farm, well, I don't know for how long back. My thing is, okay, I'll just reset. If you're Mark and Emily and you're coming to this show and you know you want to do it despite all of the things you have going on in your life medical stuff the the farm back home all that stuff and you know you know what all those externalities are fine we're going to have it covered and this is what we want to do then there's no reason to 
tell Dwayne and Rena about this stuff and put negative marks against you. Yeah, I, mean, yeah I, I just thought it was really strange. <laughs> I think I, it, it was funny to me because I thought, man, Emily kind of shaded uh, Mark's kids a little because she was like, yeah, I mean, he has twins, you know, because those aren't her kids. They're both second marriages. And for her to maybe, maybe it was something she really wanted. And, you know, she was like, you need to leave that, you know, we need to leave the farm with the boys. Like, I don't know. Um, Sounds like one twin wants nothing to do with it anyway. Do it, yeah, she said and his twin maybe, <laughs> but she has MS that I don't think that's it's a good match for them. Because she, there's a very good chance that she could be out of commission for multiple days. That's a that's a debilitating disease that is ongoing. There's no cure, right? So there's a, a good chance that she could be out of commission for days or weeks. And you need to be up. You need to be, Ashman talked about this last episode. You know, they're looking for people that are healthy and that are able to like get up and get out and knock some trees down or go get food or you know all of these different things and her husband isn't necessarily young and in great shape the way that they win is that they do that together so i i don't think i don't think they're a good choice for this when when i heard that i was just like oh man i'm so sorry i just don't think it's for you boo and you know i'm no. glad Dwayne and Raina picked up on that as well because they were like this just might not be your time like you guys are capable and you guys can get what goes in what needs to go into this but maybe it's just not your time and yeah. I totally agree with that. Like they got too many other things going on. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't think it ever is ever going to work for her. So then we get a roller coaster ride of like, okay, well, let's think about it. And they come up in the morning, and essentially, they really haven't decided. They're still <laughs> like, because they start to such a like, nail biter. <laughs> you think it's a no. But then he's like, well, they've already made their decision. And then Rena's like, well, not exactly. I was like, what is happening? Is it a yes or a no? Just tell them. Well, you guys go out and, you know, puts around. We're going to talk about it some more. I was just like, oh, my goodness, guys. Like, you got to, <laughs> I mean, Oprah always says doubt means don't. So I feel like that in this situation. I feel like they like them personally. Um, like Dwayne and Raina like them personally, but I think they realize on some level it's it, it's not for them. It's not for them. But since they like them personally, they don't want to say no. That's my view. What were you guys thinking about that? About the flip flopping, going back and forth? Uh, I I mean, those were some of the biggest red flags you could probably have in general <laughs> for this group. And if Raina, who seems to be the only one actually making the decision, which I think is true, and that's cool because I think Dwayne is like done. Um, I think if she's going to say yes to them, she's most likely going to say yes to each of the four couples that get to go up and see them. Mm. I don't think I don't think she's really into like rejecting any of these people. <laughs> I think we're kind of really relying on CJ's input, and if you get to make it up to the cabin, you probably got a really good shot of just sticking around until the second half of this show, where maybe they're going to actually have some let's call it scorable competition amongst mm -hmm. themselves. Yeah. And that, I mean, that would be interesting to see. I will say this episode, just like last, just makes me love Rena more and more. She has a great sense of humor. She's <laughs> so funny when the, <laughs> like, she's so quick to interject on like whatever crazy thing her husband says. Like, I just think she's so fun to watch. I really, really like her. Yeah, she's cool. She's a cool lady. You can tell she's, she's hardcore. She's in it. I just wanted to shout out and mention, I was 
wondering if we were possibly in for a crossover episode, maybe season two, none of these contestants win. And season two, Joe Exotic gets to bring all the tigers <laughs> and take over for Dwayne and Rena. I think there's a lot of land. There's a lot of acres of land there. I think if we could just house them in a warm kind of environment, it would work out really well. Not a lot of laws. Joe likes guns. Oh, he Alaska likes guns. Sounds great. He gonna be in jail for a long time though. He ain't getting out. He ain't getting out. So I think they're ready to get rid of the house. I, I don't see a second uh, season coming on. I think they're ready to move on and close this chapter. Yeah, call it, wrap it, wrap it up. So special segment, how would you have died? I could easily see this episode for me when they said 2,000 people disappear a year in Alaska? Yep. That has to be what? 5% of the population? It ain't a lot of people that live there. So when they said 2,000, I'm like, that's a lot of people. I would definitely be one of those people. I'm awful with a map. I have gotten lost with with, um, Google Maps before. Like, (laughs) forget it. Like, forget about it. My sense of like, like spatial awareness is completely off. I would definitely be one of those people who were supposed to go on the simple task. Okay, go and get some berries over in the, like five minutes away. And then I'm lost. That's me easily, how I would have died. I guess, I mean, there was nothing else really in this episode to get us. So Shooting? I mean, but that was in a range. I feel pretty comfortable in the range. If like some nine-year-olds are able to do it, I feel like <laughs> I'm okay. I, but getting lost in the woods with just a compass and a map. By the way, the geniuses on this show keep giving these poor people paper maps while it's like raining and stuff constantly. <laughs> Hello, that's just not going to work. I, yeah, I, I guess just getting lost. Uh, Would I don't, you get lost or do you have a pretty good sense of direction? I'm pretty good, but I'll admit I have zero experience with a paper map and compass when like in the wilderness like that if we're talking about yeah. highways and stuff that's fine but straight up navigating with a compass and a map i've never tried that before so that would probably do me in if i had zero experience i would have totally gotten lost like i get i get lost around here like i i i get by <laughs> by landmarks you know i'm like oh that gas station is here and i make a right there so if i was put out in the forest like every tree every lake every hill would look the same and I would just be beyond lost, be, uh, beyond lost. Yeah, I'm yeah. amazed by like, yeah, my in-laws have this property and they know where stuff is on it. They'll be like, oh, no, 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 at that tree. And I'm like, that tree looks like every other tree. <laughs> and they'll be like, no, 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 the second hill that has the, it has a thing on the side and it's the valley. And I'm like, I don't know what you guys are talking about. It just looks like a bunch of green. Like, I have How big no is idea. their property? Oh, I don't know. It's a bunch of acres. Well, in the next hour, you can text them and find out. Yeah, I'm a city person, so I have (laughs) no idea. But they have, like, a bunch of stuff on their property, too, just like these people, you know, greenhouse, that whole thing, like, tanning shed, like, all of that stuff. So, next episode, uh, well, let's first get into how our our choices are doing. So, who had Mark and Emily on their list? I did. I did. Yeah. I mean, I'm excited. I'm glad they got to go up, but you know, they're like I said, they're not as they're capable, but they have a lot of other things going on. And I kind of wish I knew that beforehand, but it is what it is now, right? Like, yeah, yeah. 
it's kind of not fair to anybody to tease that we're putting negative ringers in here. Like, yeah, we want it, but there's no way we could ever do it. Well, all right. Mm. <laughs> Why are you here? <laughs> the sheep don't live in the snow, so. Uh, <laughs> well, I'm excited. I'm pulling for Theo and B. I had Theo and B and Rachel and Matt, but I'm pulling for Theo and B now. I thought they did really good this episode, so I was disappointed that they didn't get asked to go up. Um, I think they're going to be good. They both separately did well in the navigation challenge, right? That's so they got yeah. And then so when they come back together and can just rely on each other rather than having to do stuff with the whole group, I think they're going to do really good. Yeah, we have to find out what's this way that they're choosing people. What's the roundabout way that they're actually picking people since the the challenges aren't working? Well, are you hopeful? Did you get any more or less hopeful, Mike, about your uh, people that you picked? I didn't really get to see a lot of them. Uh, I was disappointed, I guess, about Jane's shower and the lack of connection she has with Pete, maybe. <laughs> that they're not like that connected as a couple. I don't know. I got Chris, Tina, Jane, and Pete. Chris and Tina, I'm not very confident about. That was actually the default choice that I got because none of us picked them on our actual pick. <laughs> I'm not very confident about them. They look like a young couple. I don't think this is right for them in general. But I did have Jane and Pete from the beginning because if I had complete choice, I would have chosen them and Mark and Emily straight up for the fact that they're the older couples. And I think they're kind of know where they're at in life and they don't have the, the general wild hair that a lot of young people have to explore <laughs> and experience new things and stuff like that. I think they're more in the mindset of ready to move on to this kind of phase of life. Yeah, that's a good point. So that is episode two. We will be doing episode three. Myself and Ashman will be back for episode three. Mike is going to be out for that episode, but no, then we'll be back. You'll be here for episode three? I'm missing the finale. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh that's so sad. It's going to be the best one. That's all right. Hi. All right. Thanks. So episode three, we will see you guys for episode three. Any predictions of things we think are going to happen next episode? Hmm. Yeah. Whoever goes to the cabin is going to get to stay. I'll <laughs> <laughs> tell you right now. <laughs> Mike, I predict that they're going to have to um, kill an animal next episode. I hope so. I know you've Not, been waiting No, for I don't want killing of animals. I want to see them try to find food. That sounded really bad. <laughs> I don't know. hope that they we kill something. We have to start seeing food. <laughs> we have to start seeing some food challenges and water challenges. Like Maybe That fishing. changes everything. Yeah, because they have to learn how to like get food and cook. How are they going to survive, right? You so, also, yeah. you know, uh, Ashman saying that, you reminded me, they also have to learn how to forage properly because if anybody was searching for this show and you happened upon this movie called into the wild right i've seen it okay so you know that's yeah. a real life story of a dude who yeah. was just like i'm gonna go off into alaska and live in the bus and they pretty well sure that he died from eating yeah. stuff that he shouldn't have so knowing what berries and blah blah i don't know anything about wilderness survival but knowing what stuff you can eat off the land is just as important as what you cannot. So that would be maybe a bigger class than shooting a gun. <laughs> That's true. Good point. Well, we'll see if they cover it next time. We'll be here. Where can they find you, Ashman, on social media? You guys can find me on Instagram at Insights by Ish. Hey guys, and what about you, I'm Mike. Mike. I'm Mike Thielen. You can find me everywhere at Mike Thielen. Say thanks so much. For watching our episodes, go ahead. If you're 
If you're watching us on YouTube, you know AfterBuzz has got you guys covered throughout this entire quarantine. Give us a big subscribe and some thumbs up across all the different shows that you guys like to watch. And if you're listening to us on iTunes, give us a five-star review. We love reading your comments. You are our extended panel. We're excited to keep going into the wild with y'all. Yep, yep. And you can find me at host K H O S T K A Y on Instagram and Twitter. We will see you guys next time with Win the Wilderness. Bye. We'll go practice shooting. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.